Okay, this morning's reading is taken from uh, Exodus chapter 14, um, verses 3 to 16 and 21 to 23. And that's on page 71 uh, if you're using a church Bible. So Exodus chapter 14. Pharaoh will will think, the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We've let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots, along with all the other chariots of Egypt, with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites, who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi-Hahiroth, opposite Baal-Zephon. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone, Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them And all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, it's good to see everybody again this morning. Um, It's a joy to be with you as always. Um, I wanted to focus this morning not so much on going through the Red Sea. I don't know if you've enjoyed our journey through Exodus I certainly have. It's been, it's been really cool to uh, re-remember that story. Interestingly enough, um, I lead morning prayer most mornings online with a community from our church, and we're journeying through Exodus again. So like at the moment, we're on chapter three, I think, and you know, we, we're, we're in chapter 14 uh, today. But whenever I go through it, there's always something new that God brings out of it. And as I was praying about what he might want us to take from this message today, given it's the AGM and given we've got some challenges again. I think it's around this, this sentence. Stand still, still and see the salvation of the Lord. See which he, what, which he will accomplish for you today. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to stand still. 
it's really interesting, isn't it? And I was thinking and just reflecting on, on uh, some of the stuff around this scripture this morning. I remember when I was a very new manager at, uh, at First Direct, it was my first kind of leadership position. They put me on this amazing training course, which I have to say was a training course which formed me as a leader and something, and I still every day put into practice a load of the things that I learned on that training course. And what they did was they sent us away for a week and every day we had these tasks that we had to do. And in each of the tasks, you learned a little bit of a thing around how to be a leader. So you did something and there were people there who would give you feedback as you were doing it. Some of you might have experienced the same thing. Um, I wasn't really looking forward to uh, my particular time at taking the lead because everybody had to take a lead at a particular moment. And when I got my turn to be the leader, um, we had to diffuse a whole pile of nuclear reactive uh, containers, uh, moving them from one place to another without them touching the floor. You'll all you know, have a sense of what these things are like. Um, and so, you know, you're immediately kind of working with people to say, how are we going to do it? What are we going to do? All of this kind of stuff. And then somebody came in and said, um, actually, the whole circumstance has changed. And now you as a leader are going to have to leave. And I had to step back and then watch as the team tried to play out what I'd got in, in plan. And that was so hard uh, because I'd got in my head all the things that I might do, was, you know, because you don't know all of the circumstances that are going to happen. But you had to actually stand back and to wait. And sometimes when, you know, things are at their most challenging, our natural reaction is to wander in and to try to do stuff. But actually, there needs to be those moments where we stand still and wait. And for us as Christians, for us to stand still and wait for God. So let's just think a little bit about the uh, situation that the, um, the Israelites were in. They've now left um, Egypt. They had the uh, amazing time of Passover. I hope you had a good session on Passover last week. Um, you know, the, the whole essence of that is about us remembering what God has done. So, you know, before you kind of move out, remember what God has done. And then God sends the uh, uh, children of Israel on this circuitous route out of Egypt and towards the promised land. And as this uh, episode happens, what, what has happened is the um, Israelites have been told to camp by the sea. And um, God has set up this thing where, um, the where the Pharaoh is going to look at where the children of Israel are and think that they've been bewildered by the land. So like, why would you end up in a position where you're camped by the sea um, and waiting? You know, what, what's the purpose um, of that? But that is what God had told them to do, and that was what they did. And they did look bewildered by the land, which was exactly what God wanted Pharaoh to believe. Then Pharaoh decides that even though he has said that he will let the people go, that actually he doesn't want to let them go. Uh, in fact, the conversation goes on between uh, some of the Egyptians and the Pharaoh that says, why have you let them go? Because all of a sudden, they haven't got their slaves there to do the stuff that they want to do. And so Pharaoh sets out again to go in pursuit of the children of Israel. And as you might expect, Pharaoh doesn't go by himself or with a little withered army. Pharaoh sets out with all of his amazing chariots to go to show his power once again against the children of Israel. 
And so we end up in this situation where you've got the children of Israel camped by the sea, and they suddenly look up and see all around them the Egyptian army. Not, as I say, a little Egyptian army, but all of the thousands of chariots, all of the thousands of horses around and about them. And of course, they've not got any of that stuff to fight back, and their backs are to the sea. So it looks like it's a completely impossible situation for them. Pharaoh, of course, has forgotten about the power of God that sits behind, uh, or behind all of this, but he's ready to have another go at getting the children of Israel back. So then what happens is the children of Israel, of course, began to fear, as you would. You know, they're in this situation. They don't, we, have, we always have the benefit, don't we, in Scripture, of knowing how it all ends. So as we read it, it's very hard for us to read it, imagining what it was like for them, because they didn't know all of the next set of miracles that God was going to perform for them. So they're just in this situation where they feel like there's absolutely no way out, and they begin to complain. It's really interesting, because what they do, first of all, I don't know whether you noticed it as the scripture was read, but first of all, they call out to God for help, which is always a really great thing to do, isn't it? And the thing we should all do, because that's where our help comes from. But then immediately they'd called out to God, they turned to Moses. And do you remember what they said to Moses? Did they say words of encouragement to Moses? <laughs> no, they didn't. They basically said, because there were no graves in Egypt, you've taken us away to die in the wilderness. Why have you dealt with us so to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told to you in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than it would be for us to die in the wilderness. They were really afraid. They could see, you know, Pharaoh on the one hand and they could see the sea on the other. And suddenly, you know, all of the faithfulness that God had shown to them so far had been forgotten. It felt like perhaps they'd been led into a trap, that there was, you know, just no way of escape. There was two things that they could choose. One was to go into battle and the second was to go into the, into the sea. So... How then did Moses respond to that? So Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord or the deliverance of the Lord as it was in our translation, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see no more. And I just wonder if that's a little bit of a message for us right now. We've come a long way, haven't we? You and Fountains, we've been journeying a little while. Um, for Fountains, I have to tell you, it's been quite a journey. Uh, I was uh, asked the other day to share the story of Fountains, and everybody's always really bemused by how much has been achieved, how faithful God has been through it all. But, you know, in all of the amazing story that I can tell from a pulpit or a stage or whatever, there is a whole sub-story that I can never share with anybody else other than God and a few intimate people. Um, in every amazing joy that we've had, there's been some really substantial battles that have been had. And many of those have been around people and things. And I always say at the end of a talk, because although I can't tell them, I think it's important that people know that there, have been a, there is a whole sub-narrative that is there. 
And the thing that I've learned all the way through, the challenges, and they've been immense over these last three years, is no matter what it is that we face, God is totally faithful in it all. It's never actually been that God has created traps and things like that for us to fall into. Some of it has been about human will. Some of it has been powers and principalities of darkness. But in everything that we have gone through, God has always provided for us what is needed, usually just in time delivery, which is a little bit frustrating for us who like to plan and process and do all of those kind of things. But always God has provided what has been needed in the moment. And so as we stand and we look forward, you know, you're you're going to spend some time reviewing in a few minutes the last year and we stand on the brink of something else where we've not got the security that we might have wanted at this moment in time. I think the reminder is just that it is okay to stand and to watch what God is going to do next. Now, as you get into the rest of the passage, of course, you see that after the standing, God says to Moses, pick up your staff. And he points the staff at the sea and the, and the sea separates. So there will be a point at which God says, step out and do. But I think at this moment in time, what God is saying is stand. And in that standing for us to reflect back on his faithfulness, in the standing to just wait and say, actually, we trust in you, God. We don't exactly know how we're moving forward. And we don't know the pace at which we're moving forward. We don't know the way in which we're going to move forward. But so far, God, you have been faithful. That Ebenezer statement, so far, God, you have been faithful. And I think as we do that, then actually God will begin to bring the salvation that we all require or want, the deliverance that we all want. So that I felt that was his message to us today. I hope that is really helpful as we head into, um, into our APCM. As usual with these things, I mean, somebody messaged me the other day after I'd done our kind of Passover uh, sermon and said, Linda, I'm not sure whether that sermon was actually meant for you, <laughs> which, was <laughs> which was actually very true. The sermon was meant for me. It was that sense of, you know, always remembering. And I think, you know, as much as it is for you guys, it is for me too. So we stand... We know and we trust. And God will, God will ensure that as we step forward, we have everything that we need. And who knows, it could be even more miraculous than we'd ever anticipated. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for the comfort of your words. We thank you for um, this narrative, this Exodus narrative, which brings so much to us every time we read it. We pray that the learning that we see there would be learning that we can embed within our hearts and within our minds. And Lord, as we take this period now to begin to reflect on what's happened over the course of the last year and to think about the year ahead, we pray that you would help us to know that we just need to stand in you and to feel your grace and to feel your love and to feel your affirmation. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.